the internet was starting to like take over, like YouTube was the way. So I started doing YouTube and, you know, doing the YouTube with my stand up and then started doing the, the Vine and Vine came out and then that blew up. And then it was I just kept following the journey that, you know, God was giving me. Hey, everybody. It is literally, and it is me, Rob Lowe. Today, King Batch is on the show. One of the funniest young comedians out there, crushing it, killing it. He was one of the one of the OG guys in Vine. Literally, that made his career. I'm going to just read you some of this guy's stats because it's just nuts. He has 28 million followers and 423 million likes on TikTok. 25 million followers on Instagram. This guy's making it happen. And I'm always interested in talking to people who are coming up in this area because it's so foreign to how I came up. And I'm just fascinated with how they, how they do it. So um, stay tuned. King Batch is coming our way. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Where am I catching you? What part of the world are you in? Uh, Studio City. I love it. That chain is so sick. Where'd you get that? Where'd you pick that one up? It is sick. See, my uh, my sister actually got me this. She got it for me for my birthday like maybe five years ago. It's the only chain I wear. It's really good. Are you ready? <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see it. Uh-huh. Come Ooh, on. Bling, bling, Come baby. On. Brothers from another mother. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. It's- <laughs> It's really good. I, I sometimes wear another one and then my kids give me such grief about it. Like, dad, you can't wear two of them. I'm like, hey, <laughs> come on. There's you know. literally a rapper named Two Chains. Yeah, I know, of course. You, you got to do it. Maybe that's the reason I can't. They're like, only Two Chains can wear Two Chains. <laughs> uh, first of all, you know, the, you broke out with Vine is so amazing. It's such a, it's such a, uh, a time capsule. I remember... Vine was so fun, but nobody crushed it like you. How did <laughs> how, how does how does that happen? Oh man, it was it was back when I, I was young. I think that's what it was. I was yeah. young. I just had a bunch of free time, so I was just making videos, having fun every day. It was it was a challenge of how many videos could we shoot in one day? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're just we we're just knocking them out. We we're just kids having fun. Where were you living at the time? I was living in Hollywood. I was living at a uh, at this part. It's apartment called Sixteen Hundred Vine. It was like where all the influencers started moving, and we were all just like started collaborating. Everyone lived there. Uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Rudy. Come Mancuso. on, no way. Yeah, we all lived there. All all you guys ended up in that one apartment. Yeah, that one apartment complex. Yep, everybody was there. Well, somebody needs to make a movie about that. Oh yeah, that needs to be that needs to be made. People have been trying to get me to make that movie for years. You have to. I know. I, I'm working on it. <laughs> I was going to say, you have to. That's such a, like a ripe, uh, that time of life, like all, everybody finding their way, figuring it out, yeah. new technology, new ways to communicate. I mean, the way I came up is so, so different. It was so, 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 so many years ago that guys like you can come up and kind of just make it up as they go along and do what you want and make it happen, you know, without... Really, without any roadmap, did it feel like you had a roadmap, or you just like you said having fun? 
Yeah, there was no roadmap. I knew acting was always the dream and the passion, but um, you know, back in the day, they say, oh, you do stand-up comedy. So I started doing stand-up. You do stand-up comedy. Then you get discovered and you get your sitcom. Then you get your sitcom and then da-da-da-da. So that yeah. was that's what I thought the journey was going to be. But uh, by the time I moved out to Los Angeles, it was uh, it was the internet. Like the internet was starting to like take over. Like YouTube was the way. So I started doing YouTube and, you know, doing the YouTube with my stand-up and then started doing the... Uh, the the vine then vine came out and then that blew up and then it was I just kept following the journey that you know God was giving me. Do you remember one particular piece of content that you made and went, oh, this feels more special or this feels different, and 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 that being the one that caught on or was it just so gradual and incremental? Most of it was gradual, but I remember I, lo- I love a challenge. So what I would start doing is I started doing these movie parodies. Um, and the first, I think the first one I did was Django, uh, the Django oh. parody. So <laughs> I Amazing. remember going to the movie theater. I had to watch, I watched it like maybe five or six times in the theaters just so I could understand his directing style, the dialogue and everything like that. And then I made a parody and then, um, I hit up Lamorne Morris, uh, which he was, he was doing new girl at the time. And yeah. I just, I hit him up on the DMS on Twitter and really? I was like, Yeah. I was like, yo, can you play Sam? Can you do can you be Sam Jackson in this uh parody? And then he's like, Yeah, man, I'm down. He did it. We shot it. Um, it did great. And then me and him were still like buds to this day. Wait, so you didn't really even did you even know him? I just when knew the show. That's just, no way. You just yeah. like out of the blue. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great guy. All the all those new everybody on New Girls sick. They're great. it's just yeah. it's a great, great. Everybody in that cast, everybody make makes it who made it. I love that show. And those guys are so funny on it. So funny. So, so funny. funny. <laughs> I, I, well, I love the sort of, I don't know, the balls of just like, you know, I like this guy. I'm going to hit him up, see if he wants to do it. And, oh, yeah. All the time. Uh, I, I do that. I do that all the time now. Um, and now it's easier. Now because, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But back in the day, I was like, "Man, who could I get? Who could I get?" And 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 yeah. So, did you did you write that first one, or was it sort of improv? You guys just sort of um, riffing on each other? Or, yeah, I write I write them all. I write and direct them all. Um, uh, you know, with Lamorne, since he does have a um, he has a I think a Second City background. Yeah, uh, improv. So you know, for his scenes, I'm like, "Yo, this is a loose outline. You want to go have fun? We can have fun." He'd do his thing and yeah, just let the camera roll. And I just give him, he does a series of takes, just keeps bang, bang, banging him out. And then I do the same thing and match it. And then we keep it moving. You edit it all yourself? You I, used to. You, I used to. I used to do all the editing, uh, all the editing, everything, sound design. But now, you know, thankfully I have a team to, to help me move faster. So now I can like shoot multiple videos in a week, have them all being edited. And then while they're being edited, I go and shoot more videos. How many pieces of content a week do you try to do? I do about four YouTube videos. Uh, I create four YouTube videos and I try and shoot a Instagram, TikTok uh, skit every day. Um, but I just shoot as many YouTube videos as I can because when I go on tour, I'm unable to work. So You bank, you bank them up. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Do you ever have days where you're just like, oh, man, I'm dry. I don't have any ideas. And then other days where you have 10 of them. And so... 
it all works out to be once a day or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it works. It's uh, I never try and force anything. Uh, I always let it happen. If it happens, if I got an idea, I got an idea, but I'm always shooting. So say one day I have like maybe five ideas. I'll try and shoot all five of those ideas. And then tomorrow I can, I can rest, I can chill, you know? Because I think uh, for the most part, the mental health is, is very important. You got to give yourself um, breaks or you should burn yourself out. Where do you, do you have a, a place where you um, get your best ideas? Like a lot of people walk on the treadmill or they'll have a, a cigar or they'll go to the beach and watch the sunset or meditate or after their workouts. Like, do you have, do you find there's a time and place you're more creative than other places? For me, it's it, it, uh, in the shower. A lot of yeah, it happens right? in the shower. Yeah. yeah. This is weird, right? <laughs> you know, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Maybe because I'm not doing anything. It's just, I'm in there. There's no yeah. phone to distract me. I can't look at my phone. Uh, you know, there's no TV. There's no outside noise. It's just the water streaming on your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A little singing, maybe. Yeah. The, acu- the acoustics are extra great. Yep. And how often are you boxing? Oh, um, at least three or four times a week. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's the it's, best cardio. It's the, it's just the best. Yeah. It, it's both my boys train at a boxing gym and they, every once in a while when I'm in LA with them, I'll go in and it just whips me. It just <laughs> whips. But, but I always like the, do you have a, do you do a cold plunge or any of that stuff? Do you incorporate I, that? I used to in college. And then the older I got, the less I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want any pain. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, it's, but it's so good. It, it's like, I hate doing it, but I love having done it. It's like writing. Mark right. Twain said about writing is I hate writing, but I love having done it. I feel that way about writing and the cold plunge. <laughs> yeah, the cold plunge, it's brutal. One time I, uh, I sprained my ankle, I needed to ice it. And my boy, he had a cold plunge. He's like, just dip it in. I was like, all right, dipped it. I could only last literally 15 seconds. Yeah, but like the more you do it, the more the easier it becomes. Uh, so he's in there three minutes, easy, thirty-seven degrees, three minutes. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Thirty-seven degrees, three minutes. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's like if I can get through about a minute twenty, mm-hmm. a minute thirty, then I can go for five minutes. Really? But it, but it, because you don't feel anything anymore. Right, right, but right. But that, but it's that first. Well, you've seen those the the old school NFL films where those guys are in literally baths. There's metal ice. tubs with ice yeah. and they're drinking a beer and talking and they're just, it's like, it's, it's r- crazy, but it's good. It's the yeah. best thing in the world for inflammation. And have you done the cryo cryo uh, chamber? I have. I love the cryo. That's quick and easy and painless. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. Yeah. I wonder Cry, if yeah. the health benefits are the same though. I know. They say it is. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day that wants to get the, um, hyperbaric chamber Ooh. where they, where, um, oh, Austin. you know who it was? It was Troy Aikman. Oh, okay. It was Troy Aikman, who is an Adonis. I mean, he's got, I don't know how old Troy's 50. Troy's got to be 50 in his fifties for sure. Yeah. 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 And he looks, he looks like he could, he could rock somebody still. <laughs> like he could go out and, and be just fine in the NFL. Doesn't LeBron like, James have one? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I think LeBron has one too. LeBron had one. Michael Jackson, he, I think he was big on he it. He was the first one. He was sleeping in his. Yeah. <laughs> he had a monkey in there and was sleeping. Bubbles, <laughs> he had Bubbles a chimp in there in the diaper. And <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's, that's, that's too damn funny.
when did you, when you came to LA, I'm curious, you went Toronto, New York, LA, right? Is that sort of uh, the- Toronto, Tallahassee to FSU and then- Oh uh, yes, Tallahassee. Yeah. Tallahassee. That's a, that's a big time, like fun area. The Tallahassee is, is like nowhere else in the planet, right? Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a college town because you have yeah. the community college there. You got the HBCU, FAMU right there. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of, uh, it's a lot of wild times. Um, so yeah, I did college out there. I was on the track and field team. Um, and then I moved out to Los Angeles in 2010 and I went to film school called New York Film Academy and I did, uh, the master's program there. So, um, that's where I learned how to write, direct, do all of that. Um, I know you're on tour right now. I want to ask you about that, but, um, have you written and directed your first full-length movie yet? Uh, I'm actually writing that right now. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's just been a collection of short films. Yeah. And they're going through the film festival circuit. A bunch of it. I've been winning a, a bunch of them. And I was just like, maybe it's time to take this and just make it longer, longer form and, and really go after it. The fun thing about short films I always found is that they always find their own length. Like when you're making a movie, I mean, for the most part, a movie is, you know, within 20 or 30 minutes, always about the same, but a short can be 12 yeah. minutes. It could be 50 minutes. It could be 40, it could be 30. And letting the story find its natural length is so fun about working in that, in that medium, oh, yeah. I always thought, right? A hundred percent. Did you find it was hard to go from... Um, well, back in the day, a vine was only what forty seconds. Well, how it's been six, so long? Well, wait, what was it? How long six was seconds. it? Six it was seconds. only six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> God, I guess yes. you're right. That's how long it's been. I don't even remember anymore. But that's how hard it is. You have to make a full story in six seconds. Full story. That's so insane. Yeah. And when you work at in TikTok, do you have a sweet spot of how long you like your content to be? I mean, uh, TikTok, you can do it as long as you want. You can have. 15, 30, a minute, three minutes, uh, could do whatever. You just have fun with it. Yeah, I feel like, what it's funny, like with podcasting, I feel like there is, I have found there is a sweet spot mm -hmm. of, I mean, there's always the odd interview that is, plays much shorter than, than you think it will and that's where it wants to be and some that are longer, but it just feels like for people to consume them, it's like this, it's like around 45 minutes 50 minutes, 55, like right in there is, I don't know if that's right. how long somebody's on the treadmill or if that's how long it takes you to go pick your kids up at school or whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, that just feels, or you're out on a walk. Like that's, you know, it's not like Joe Rogan who's doing, you know, three and a half hours. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I did his show. It was great. We just smoked so many cigars and <laughs> like. <laughs> how long and, was your episode? I think it was two and a half hours. Wow. What are you guys talking about? Oh my God. Everything? Aliens, training, <laughs> the 80s, movies, partying, being single, being married. I mean, that's the problem is you forget your like broadcasting. See, that's the sneaky thing is they, you get in there and you start talking and then you realize, oh, you forget like oh, millions of people are listening to this. <laughs> like I, I could get in trouble in two seconds if you say the wrong thing. That's how yeah. they lure you in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see a, a little snippet and they take that snippet. Yeah, right. Um, tell me about the tour. Tell me about the tour you're on right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm back on tour. Uh, 
hitting these cities. Um, I, I, I toured last year for the full year, took a couple months off, uh, getting new material. I'm going to shoot my hour special next year. And, uh, and yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just out city to city meeting people, slanging jokes. With the hour special, is it, where are you going to shoot it? Have you decided where, how? I haven't decided, uh, where yet, but I'm thinking somewhere on the East coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what size theaters are you, uh, is this tour on and who's on it with you? Uh, it's just me. Oh, great. Uh, oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just me. I, I have some, uh, two of my friends open for me. Uh, we're doing like, uh, the thousand seat, uh, venues. Yeah. Um, are you playing yeah. any of those like really pretty old theaters that are all over the country? Like this, uh, yeah, I'm doing like the Balboa theater. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sure. And, and I'm in Chicago. I'm doing the Vic Theater. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Those are like old school, like they were vaudeville houses in like the 20s and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are, they're all super, super haunted, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. So haunted. <laughs> I played a theater in, in Seattle. It's one of the, the people listening to Seattle will know it. It's like, you know, there's two really old, old, old theaters. But this thing, man. It was scary, but that's oh, for real. that's the fun thing about being on the road. Do you favorite cities in terms of an audience? Where you're like, oh, they always love me in Philadelphia or whatever. Um, I love Tacoma. That was great. Tacoma, uh, Spokane, um, Detroit. Love mm-hmm. Detroit. Um, North Carolina. Yeah, there's a bunch that I just, I just. That's a wide geography. Yeah. <laughs> well, and of course, Tallahassee. Come on. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't been back since I graduated. What? Come on. Yeah, I haven't. I need to make it back. You got to go do the conquering hero bit. Come back there, (laughs) yeah? Right in on your chariot. Be the conquering hero. Right? Yeah, I need to make it back. I need to make it back. That's awesome. Tell me about working on... um, Oh, Lie to Me. Yeah. How was was that? Oh, man. Um, A great experience. (laughs) You know, a, a lot of the things that I do, it's kind of, it's surreal, you know, like the yeah. people I work with, um, people I meet, because back in Florida, when I was, when I was growing up, I, um, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor. I told my parents, they're like, there's no way you're going to make it because you don't have any connections. So how are you going to make it to uh, LA? And back in the, in the back of my mind, I was just like, I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen. I think anybody that has a dream and they're trying to accomplish that, it's very important to, uh, you know, keep that at the forefront of your mind. It's like, if you have a will, there's a way, you know what I mean? If you just keep pursuing, just step by step, don't look at the big picture. Just look at like little building blocks, like take one step at a time. And then eventually you're going to look up and be like, wow, I traveled all this way. It's funny. I, I um, just interviewed Bethany Frankel, who is probably the you know the most famous reality star who ever was, and she was talking to me about her journey. And anybody who comes from kind of nowhere, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm from Ohio. Nobody in my family is in business. You know, you're in you know in uh, Canada, and the, nobody in the business. Bethany, New York. Everybody has in common that. Um, worldview of like, I'm just going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I'm not gonna, waiting for somebody to make it happen. Um, and it's, it's the, you're exactly right. It's the little steps 
because you can't, it's physically impossible to plan the whole journey. First of all, you'd never believe it. Yeah. Somebody, somebody told you right now where you are now today, when you started out, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> yeah. So you can't, you can't plan it because even you won't believe it. Right. But what you, but what you do believe are the incremental steps. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm dropping out last semester. I'm dropping out. I'm going to, I'm going to LA. Like, right. You're, you can do that. That's what you're going to do. You believe it, you do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one thing leads to another, but people who wait for it to happen, I think, um, are at a severe disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage. That's why I'm writing my own movie. Yeah, don't right. wait. Yep, going to write and direct it. If, during the strike, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Who are the sort of comic auteurs that inspire you? Who are, who are your guys? Um, I know Dave you were should- on... You're on Dave, the best. Dave, yeah, the Dave ghost, Chappelle. Right? Uh, I grew up watching the Chappelle show. Yeah. And just yeah. the way that, you know, he saw that line and he just crossed it a little bit. Uh, uh, who else? Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Jamie Foxx. Um, I think Jamie Foxx is like one of the most talented uh, humans out there. Sing, he's, dance, act. He's, he's the most talented person I know. Yeah. For sure. It's wild. Um, it's, it's insane. It's like yeah. you just can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, mm. As far as on the acting side, Robert Downey Jr. is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, he's, those are the people that like inspire me. Um, what was the first move? Do you, did you, because I, I had a movie where I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like as a kid where it just transforms and you, and you go, this is, it speaks to you in a way that it probably doesn't speak to the average, whatever, 13-year-old or 8-year-old, however old you are when you see it. Did you have a, a seminal experience where, that made you go, hey, maybe maybe this would be for me? Yeah, mine was watching uh, The Mask, Jim Carrey. Um, That's a good one. It's a great one, especially when you're a kid. You're like, what is he, I want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I want to play the fool all the time. All the time. And get paid for it? Come on yeah. now. yeah. Is that Cameron Diaz's first movie? I think it might be. Yeah. And I think um, I saw, I was watching a documentary on Netflix. Anna Nicole Smith was supposed to uh, be Cameron Diaz. So she got the offer and Anna Nicole Smith got the offer between doing that one and another movie. I can't remember what it was, but Anna Nicole Smith, she was, and they, they got it all on film. She's like, no, so they gave me this offer for this movie called The Mask. It's with this guy named Jim Carrey. He's a funny guy. And I'm like, he's all funny, guy. He's a legend. And she didn't do it. She picked the other movie instead because they were only paying like 10000 I think she said. She said they're only paying $10,000 for the role or something like that. So she turned it down and uh, she did the other movie. You never know. Never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Being part of being lucky is being at the right place at the right time, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, that, that plays out throughout a career. I mean... Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. What do you follow in terms of... Your, you love boxing. Are you a sports person like me like i'm i'm a i love i watch everything i'm oh, yeah? big yeah i'm like baseball this time of year for baseball is the sickest 
Yeah, baseball, man, baseball has been letting me down. Uh, I was trying to do some little side sports betting. And, like, I start to realize it's mostly about the pitchers. Yeah, well, who are you, well, who are you betting on? I who was trying to me? go for the Dodgers, and they, was, they kept letting me down. They what? Be, we, we've won. We, the Dodgers were, were killing it. What do yeah, you mean? Now, How are we letting you down? I'm talking about, like, two months ago. Two months ago, yeah. Two months ago was not good for us. Yeah. And, like... Who else? The uh, the Padres. Oh, uh, <laughs> Padres! They let, they let me down. Oh, uh, I'd say, I'd say. They, <laughs> the beginning of the year is like it was like uh, the Padres. Who are they going to play in the World Series? They're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. So, um, do you like to bet? Do you go to Vegas? Do you like that kind of stuff? Yeah. Do you, do yeah, you like to gamble? It's fun, and I don't do anything crazy. I just do enough right. to like say, "Oh, this is fun." Um, What's but, your game? Um, it depends if I'm doing, if I'm doing, uh, parlays, it'll be baseball. If I'm doing straight up, it'll do, it'll be boxing. So it's sports book. It's like you're, you, you, you like to be, I, my, my favorite, one of my favorite things is Sunday morning, sports book, Caesars, Mm -hmm. get a seat, get your food, watch all the games, the guys, it's the best. Yeah. And I like how Vegas, you could just do like so many parlays. Oh Yeah. What's Crazy. the biggest parlay you've won? Um, there was one I was doing where I could put in, I think it was like $20. And if I won the parlay, it was $10,000. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get close. I think three, three, three of my team, three out of 10, um, three, three teams that I needed to win didn't win. So I was three short. Yeah, it's, it's funny because my problem with sports betting is... There's who I want to win, mm-hmm. and then there's who I think will win. Yeah. And when they're different, it's really hard. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. you, you're just like, oh, you know, we're the Dodgers are going up against, you know, a Cy Young winner. You're like, I don't know if we're going to win this one, but you want them to win, so you're not going to bet against them. Like and that, then, yeah. And then you also have, like, if you're betting with your friends and you do a parlay and you think, oh, the Dodgers aren't going to win this one, so you bet on the other team. And then you, your boy finds out. He's like, yo, you just jinxed us. And then you yeah. got that whole thing. <laughs> well, that is that is really the issue. It's like when you have friends who are in the league. <laughs> in the league and, and all and that's, yeah, that's. But it, that's, I, I like the, um, what do they call them? The, the, new, the new bets where you can like bet on, you know, what coach they're going to show first on the sidelines during the Super Bowl. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what the hell they're called, but um, are like, uh, what color is the Gatorade going to be when they pour it on the coach? All that stuff was like legit. Like yeah. you can bet that stuff now. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Um, and the big one is I, I always like is what is the first song the halftime act is going to play? And I've known a, a couple of people who've played the Super Bowl. And I'm always trying to get them to tell me what they're gonna. And they want and they, because they know it's a thing. They won't. They'll never tell you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Floyd Mayweather. What's he gonna wear? What color is he gonna wear when he comes out? All those. Yes, things. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Have you ever met? Have you, you must have met him being a boxing fan. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. I've shot videos with him before. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He there's nobody like him. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Are you are you a big boxing fan? Are you watching a lot of boxing now? I watched, well, I was really lucky. I grew up in an era where, I mean, it was, dude, we had Sugar Ray Leonard. We had Thomas Hearns. We, you know, I, I saw Ali fight. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. George Foreman. I mean, I was young. 
but I, I, I saw Mar- Marvin Hagler, um, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns. Tommy Hearns taught me how to punch. No way. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, wow. I, got, I got to know him a little bit. Um, and obviously, I, I keep up a little bit, but mm-hmm. but not not as much as as I did when you know during the. That was really the heyday. I mean, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did he watch the the tank fights and the? Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's they got uh, Shakur Stevenson. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, I know the name. Yeah, I haven't seen him fight yet. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be the next. Would you would you ever do a celebrity fight like a Jake Paul fight? Jake Paul's like a real fighter now. I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing oh, it. Yeah. He's making it happen. Yeah, he's doing it. He's he's really Big doing time it. Doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do anything like that? Not in a million years. Nah. Not in a million years, right? No nah. way. <laughs> I'm an actor. What am I doing in there? You can't you can't break the money maker. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Look at you. You can't. You know. You're too pretty. You can't. Yeah. You can't have that go south on you. I can't. I gotta keep this thing pretty. Yeah. I just don't like getting hit. I don't. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. I like boxing. I don't like getting hit in the head. I do sparring all the time. Yeah. Um. I just don't. You know, I I don't want to televise. I don't want people to to see it. Because what if one day I, I do get knocked, knocked silly? You know, then it's just replaying everywhere. Okay, for for a million dollars, a million dollars, no questions asked, tax free. You get to wear headgear. Uh huh. Do you let Mike Tyson in his prime hit you once? Not even once. Not even. Not even a. Not even a flinch. Not even uh. You got headgear, <laughs> headgear on. I, by the way, I, I agree with you. I, I that's how I can't believe we didn't mention Mike. I used to go to Mike's fights at ringside. Oh, really? He would decapitate a normal human being. Look at him now. He's still I in know. his in his fifties, just going at it. Oh, it's the the being that close to it though in the day. Yeah, I saw him fight a guy named John the Beast Mugabe. Uh huh. That guy didn't make it out of like the first 40 seconds of the first round. It was, That's it, was just, it was a whooping. And I'm like, there's no way I would let this man hit. He'd kill me. He would literally yeah. kill, kill you. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it. But I always ask people, would you do it? And people people who, who don't know any better always go, I'd, I'd do it. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Not in the head. Not even in the stomach. Not in the stomach. Yeah. Break your ribs. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Cause that's how he got Mugabe. He hit him in the ribs once. Ouch. And you could just see it was over. It was like, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And then it was one. <laughs> it's, such a vi- it's such a violent sport, but it's so. I mean, it is. It was, you see what they're doing now? They got the uh, bare knuckle fighting. Have you seen this? That's mental. It's crazy. Just, just no, uh, just no, no, no gloves, no nothing. Just straight raw. It's like the, like, remember like the, the old, Old Irish guys would fight with their feet, their fists like this. You'd always see those old photos yeah. of them like yeah. this. Yeah, that's like, what it reminds I'm, me. <laughs> I, I'm Billy Finnegan. I'm gonna take you down in five. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Just rock. And then they have the um, the uh, the slap the slap one. Have you seen that one? I have seen the slap one. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't somebody trying to make a big league out of it? Like some was it Dana White? Somebody yeah. really big got involved in it. Yeah, he's still doing it. Dana White, he's still doing it. The slap league. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that either. And if I did do it, I'd have to go first because, yeah, you, uh, yeah. You, after you get hit, and then to go and hit somebody, your 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 ears start ringing. Yeah. 
I did a play once where I had to get slapped every single night. Oh, wow. And it got to the point where my ears would ring for days. Oh, wow. And then you, and then you would flinch because <laughs> you, knew, you knew it was coming. It's, <laughs> it's, it sounds like such a wimpy thing. Like, oh, you get slapped. It's, listen, it's, it's, it's something. It's yeah. a real thing. So I'm, ne I'm never going to have to see you do a celebrity boxing match. No, but you can, you can come see me do a stand-up show. I will see you do it. <laughs> when, when are you coming to Southern California? I'm in San Diego uh, on the 30th, September 30th. Um, but I'm at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood all the time. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Um, who who have you seen wander? Because I like friends who are just like, oh, I'm going to go on. And then they, they bump somebody and these crushers just come on and murder. Who's... Who have you seen roll through there? We're like, oh my God. It was like Chappelle or any of those guys come by oh, yeah. when you were there? I've seen Chappelle, Joe Coy. Um, yep. Who else have I seen? Bill Burr. Yeah, he those guys are it. so good. They're so good. Yeah. I've had them on the show, on, on the podcast. They're just the best. Oh, yeah? But both Joe and Bill. Yep. Nice. I used to open for Joe in uh, 2015. I think I opened for him for like, Five years. Do you learn something from everybody that you share the stage with or that you open for or that opens for you? Do you ever, do you have like, oh, oh that's yeah, so good. yeah, 100% all the time. Uh, and then just as, you know, being in, being in stand up, just, you know, being surrounded by that, uh, me and Matt Reif, we both opened for Joe Coy for like five years. And, uh, you know, we would help tag each other's jokes up and, mm. uh, yeah, it was it was dope. It was a good. Matt's another pretty motherfucker. That guy, yeah, pretty. He got that jaw chiseled. He's got that jaw. He looks like Joe Burrow. I think he looks. <laughs> he, lo he looks just like Joe Burrow. Yeah. yeah. He was on the show. We, we did it live. He came into the studio. I was like, wait a minute. I don't. <laughs> I don't do podcasts with pretty boys. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. He was such a sweetheart. Yeah, he's out on tour crushing it as well right now. Yeah. I guess it's the time, right? It's like summer, everybody's out on the road, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the time to to go after it. Yeah. Um, all right. So when do you think you're gonna be done with the movie script? I'm I'm I'll be like your agent. When are you gonna be done, kid? Um I'll be when are we going to when, I'll when be are we going to market? When are we gonna sell <laughs> this thing? I'll be done in a week. And then I gotta no way. Yeah, I'll be I'll be done in a week and then I gotta raise the money to shoot it. Um, and I want to shoot it independently. So I want to shoot it during the strike. Because uh, according to SAG, you can shoot some projects uh, if they're independent below a certain range yeah. uh, during the strike. So I'm going to do that. And then you own it all yourself. Yeah. I Maybe like you that. can do a cameo. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm around. God knows I'm not working during the strike other than this either. <laughs> well, this is great. I'm, so, I'm, I'm psyched to meet you. Um, I can't wait to see your movie. I'm around for my cameo. Yeah, hell yeah. Let me know. Just give me something I can kill and I'll be there for you. For uh, sure. This is great. Thanks for coming by, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. What a sweetheart. What a sweetheart. Yeah, I know you guys can't really see him, obviously, because it's a podcast, but that is a winning, winning smile on a winning dude. So I wish him lots of luck. That was super fun. All right. You know what time it is. It's time to check the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323 570 
4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, Rob. Uh, this is Rebecca Strong calling from North Andover, Massachusetts. And I'm calling um, because you and Cheryl have been married for over 30 years now, which is crazy. It's a huge accomplishment in this day and age. Um, so congrats. And I write about relationships uh, for a living. And I'm curious, what is your secret? I just got married on June 2nd of this year. And we've only been together for five years. So thinking about another 25 plus years is pretty, pretty wild to wrap my head around. And yeah, I just want to know what you do to to keep your relationship strong, especially considering that you both um, are so busy and have, you know, such high-powered careers. I'd love to hear a little advice. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Oh, thank you for that question. And congratulations to you. Um, I think that picking the right person is the single most important thing to longevity. <laughs> um and by picking the right person, I mean someone that you are fundamentally compatible with. You don't have to have the exact same worldviews, but as as you get, as you start going through life and you have kids and finances and family issues and whatever, if you're kind of on the same page in terms of your worldview, it's just going to be make it so much easier. And Cheryl and I have always had a great simpatico in the way we see the world. And that's a big thing. So choosing, you got to choose right. And then it's staying current. And um, I'm a big believer in marriage counseling therapy, whatever you want to call it. It's been great for Cheryl and I as we've needed it over the years. And sometimes even when we don't need it, just to have a third person in there where you're like, hey, am I crazy or is is this annoying or whatever? You know what I mean? Just have like a, a referee. Um, it doesn't have to be some big deal we're breaking up issue. I, I, I think you get in there before it gets to that and, and, and not make it some big thing. Oh, we're going to therapy. Oh, you know, we've got troubles. It doesn't have to be that, you know, it's, it's no different than, than talking to a really, really good friend about your relationship, which you do anyway. Guys talk to guys in the golf course, girls talk to, you know, girls wherever they're, they're hanging out and do it with somebody who's qualified to really diagnose you. I think it's a really great thing. Um, and make sure you have fun. Make sure you make each other laugh, have fun, have sex. <laughs> you laugh, but it's a big thing. Uh, when that goes away, it's only a matter of time. And um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, kind of it for us. Thanks for the question. Um, next week, lots of good stuff here on Literally. Uh, don't forget to download. Don't forget to give us a um, five-star review on Apple. That's always great. And if you're so inclined, um, share your favorite uh, episodes with friends. Um, get the conversation started. And thank you, as always, for listening to Literally. See you next time. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jerron Ferguson. Engineering and mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe.